Hey guys, welcome to episode number 16, Mom Shaming is Real. My name is Haley. I'm Sophie, and we just want to thank you guys so much. We just hit our new milestone in this podcast of 1,025 all-time plays, and we are so, so thankful and so happy that you guys have got us to where we are with an average of 88 listens per episode that's that's pretty good especially because we just started in august and we are so grateful that you guys have supported us for this long so far well and it feels good because i feel like not only do we do this for ourselves but we also do it for people that are listening who may not have like have people that have gone through the same things oh correct we're we're just so happy that we have able been able to, you know, share this information and share our lives with you in hopes that it may have helped some of you guys out there. And from some of the testimonies that we've received and feedback, we are just so, so grateful for this. So let's get into it. Mom shaming is real. This is is. big. This is big. (laughs) This is, it's a touchy subject. Um, I feel like a lot of people from the outsider view, people who are not parents don't realize how big of a topic this is until you are a parent. Um, so we just want to kind of give some insight to the things that um, it's not even just mom shaming, really parent shaming. Yeah. You could be a dad, a single dad, a mom who is married, you know, or a single mom. Just parents in general get a lot of hate and drawback from things that you would not expect to get shamed for. So I will say that I've had a lot of family shaming in the past, and that has been a lot harder, I think, than people on the outside. And I think a lot of people don't realize, like, how draining and irritating it really is to get shamed. Um, I remember being a first-time mom, and people don't know how to give advice without sounding rude. Yeah. There's a difference between wanting to help a parent, whether they're new or, you know, have a second child, but it's been a while or just any, you know what I mean? Any age gap or whenever you have a kid, they don't know how to provide tips and knowledge without being pushy or rude. Yeah. I remember being a first time mom and People telling me like, oh, you need to use these type of diapers because they're the best. Or you need to use these type of bottles because of the air. And if you give too much air to your kid, your kid's going to die and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, lady, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up. I will figure it out. And here's the thing. No matter what, somebody's going to give you feedback. Okay. But you need to do what's best for your parenting and best for your baby. Um don't listen to everybody else just because something worked for their kid and might not always work for yours. Like, um, people used to tell me they swore by Dr. Brown's bottles. Let me tell you, I fucking hate those bottles. <laughs> Throw them in the garbage. I, I couldn't. They're terrible. They leak. Like, for me, my experience, they're terrible. But if you like them, I'm not going to shame you because you like them. I am a Dr. Brown's person. I'm a ma'am. I yeah. love ma'am bottles. They're my favorite because I'm lazy. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm lazy. I hate taking the freaking bottle brush and scrubbing it in the damn thing. <laughs> and with man bottles, they have the screw on the bottom and you can take the top off. 
So it's a lot easier to clean. So much, so much less stressful. <laughs> and they don't leak, and which I really liked. But, you know, some people like the, the Playtex bottles or, yeah. you know, like you like Dr. Brown's. But everybody has their own preference. But I'm not going to be like, Haley, you're going to kill your kids because you use Dr. <laughs> Brown's bottles because it has more air. It's just like simple things like that that people would not expect to get shamed for. And it's truly wild. Wild. I will say this. I feel like when we have all these mom shit, like we have enough to think about on our plates already. And um, it makes it a lot more difficult when we have all these other opinions coming at us. No, I totally agree. Um, And I think in this day and age, we have in this era of moms, we all have some kind of anxiety, some kind of depression, something going on that we're really healing from. And when you give these moms opinions, it's really hard to get out of the dumps even harder than normal. Oh, no, I totally agree. It, it just sucks because you already feel like you're trying to do the best for your kid and what you found may have worked, but then somebody gives an opinion where it's not needed and then it kind of makes you you know, double think about the things that you're doing for your child. And then it's just so irritating because it almost makes you feel like less than a better parent. And you're like, okay, well, am I actually being a shit parent right now? Am I really fucking up? It's just irritating. And I know that I never like responded in the way that I should have. Yeah. Um, I've definitely matured a lot, but I definitely should have just been like, Hey, thanks for your opinion, but this is what's working for me and my kid right now. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that no that thanks. worked for you, but I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But I, I used to choose violence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, and who, who the fuck asked you? Who so, asked you? <laughs> I feel like now you said in the beginning, like when you're not a mom or you're not a parent, sometimes you don't actually understand the the full capacity of mom shaming or what you may be doing. Because I think that eight times out of 10 people are coming at you thinking that they're being helpful. And, um, that's where I have a really hard time, like cutting out people and being like, that's not right to say to a mom Right, is because deep down I'm thinking, you know, it's just this old little lady at target. Right. Just trying to be helpful. But at the same time, you have to think about how you're saying it and the situation around you. But like that example that we've talked about previously with you and I, when I had Braxton and you weren't a mom yet. And Braxton was, it was right before your wedding. Mm -hmm. And he was not butt naked, but he was in a diaper running in your parents' backyard in a freaking mud puddle. Yeah. And you're like, Braxton, Michael, get out of the mud. And I'm like, Haley, it's fine. Uh, Just let him. Let him. And you're like, Braxton, no, we can't be playing in the mud, whatever. And yeah. then I was like, I don't, just let him, yeah. let him. But now, now that you are a parent of three, I mean, like, like I feel whatever. like it's equivalent to them making a shithole with lunch, yeah. right? It's, it gets everywhere. It's the same thing. I mean, it, all, all it is is a simple bath. I just think we don't put it in perspective. perspective. So. Well, especially if, you know, there's that barrier of not being a parent and being a parent like you you really don't know until you're in that situation but I feel like I want to kind of flip this a little bit so there's a flip side there's a difference between like me I am huge about car seat safety and there's so many parents out there this is not me trying to be shameful 
okay i just want to put that out there that don't know how to properly use a car seat and buckle and buckling rules and that's something that's really huge to me as i've been in car accidents um I've been in one major car accident with my kids where I got hit by a semi and I'm so thankful that I used proper child like seat. Damn, I can't talk guys. But here's the thing. You know what I mean? I'm trying to say, but, but there's a difference. There's a difference between mom shaming and having a, having safety procedures. You have to concerned. My biggest thing is I see so many people put their kids in jackets in the winter because we live in Wisconsin. Yes. We're from Wisconsin. We I know we have international listeners on here. Yeah. We're from Wisconsin. So it gets extremely cold. Um and you're not supposed to have a jacket in a car seat. Um because what happens is the gap from where your chest actually sits and how big your jacket is, there's so much room that when it compresses it if you got in a car accident, it would literally kill you. Yeah. And so I know I've been like, hey, just so you know, um, just try to use a fleece sweater. Or yeah. I have, I know how to make car seat ponchos. And I'm like, I would love to make you one just, you know, to ease. Yeah. So your kid's not cold. And so, you're, you know, you're doing the correct procedures for your car seat. You know, I, I don't try to be shameful in that sense. I just try to give knowledge so it doesn't sound pushy. But some people take it the wrong way. And I know that. When I was a first-time mom, if somebody would have said that to me, I would have been like, fuck you. Yeah. But now having two kids and like learning all those things and how important car seat safety is, I try to use it to help others and not be shameful. Well, sometimes people do take it that way, but it's it's huge. And a chest clip is a chest clip, not a stomach clip. I yes. just I see it too much and it, it really bothers me. Right at the arms. Yeah. Right at the armpits is where it's supposed to be. And it's hard to like, you know, try and help other parents learn these things, especially in this day and age, without seeming shameful. Yeah. And I feel like I just wanna talk about that because there's a difference between shaming somebody and trying to be helpful and it's hard to you know know the real differences but it's just really how you talk it's the way you say it to them as well you know you made a good example like just being like hey you know I'm not trying to you know beat down on you or anything but you know this is this is technically how you're supposed to do it you know safety wise if you want me I can come and show you and show you the difference but I just just for your best entrance for your kiddo, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's really how you say it. And you don't want to be like, hey, I just want you to know that you're not buckling your kid, right? Like, this is how <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to do it, just so you know, because otherwise you're going to kill your kid. That would be shameful. But you, you know, trying to give them the tips that they need and be nice about it and offering like your help, and not just being rude off the bat, is definitely the way to go. Um, so one of the biggest things now I had triplets, um, and one of the, one of the biggest things that I had was I was never, whether I had one or multiple kids going to breastfeed. It wasn't for me. I didn't, I didn't feel like I was able to do that. Cause I have saw people day in and day out struggle with breastfeeding and depression and what it all comes with that. And I didn't want to put myself in that situation considering I, I do have 
um, depression and anxiety that comes back quite well, frequently. And you got still. two boobs and three kids. <laughs> yeah. Where are you supposed to put but the third? I, but here's the thing. <laughs> we have not only um, friends or, you know, acquaintances, family, and at the doctor's office. It's wild. You I, had that. Yes, I did. I remember being freshly 18, having Braxton. And the first thing the nurse said to me when I woke up, is well let's start breastfeeding yeah and being 18 you don't really want to say no i mean you're you're scared as it is and you're like oh okay because you don't really know much like yeah. especially if you're a first-time parent at, at any age not even just 18 but you're like oh okay yeah i, I guess i'll try that because you don't know you, yeah. you don't know what's best or formula or breast Either is best. Okay. I've learned that. Having a kid I did that try is... breastfeeding with both. Yeah. I was more successful with Colt. Um, with Braxton, breastfeeding lasted two weeks and I said, fuck that shit. Um, with Colt, I lasted almost four months. Yeah. But my supply with Colt was over the top. I remember like our freezer being just packed fucking right tight with that shit. Yeah. But it's really draining it hurts i'm not gonna lie it hurts um like just having a kid on your boob all the time you're like really i gotta whip this thing out again it's i mean and if you do it like great i'm so thankful well not thankful like thankful that i tried it yeah Yeah. thankful that i tried it but at the end of the day i did what i could and i felt okay with that but if you don't want to breastfeed that's fine yeah but I feel like a lot of people in society always say breast is best. They don't. Yeah. And then they shame for the moms who want to use formula. Well, it's so much more expensive. I don't know why you wouldn't just want to use your breast because it's free. It's right there. It's accessible. Okay. Well, good for you. Use well, that then. It may be accessible, but there, like I said, there's a lot of things that come with breastfeeding, you know? So I, like I it's strongly, work. I strongly urge that like people that are going to be a first time mom, look at, Look at, you know, other people's feelings on it. There are some people that breastfeeding really works for them and they love it and they feel more connected with their baby. And that's and- great for them. And I'm glad that they got that experience. Yeah. But in the flip side, not everybody is going to get that. So you really yeah. research for yourself and, you know, if you want to try it, perfect. If you don't, then that's fine too. Like it doesn't matter either way, but a lot of people get really butthurt when new moms don't want to try breastfeeding. Yeah. It's not the end of the world if they don't, and two, it's not your kid. Yeah. So you don't get to make those deci- those decisions for that child. So one of the other things is like working mom versus being a stay-at-home <laughs> mom, and we, we <laughs> oh both my get this. Gosh. <sighs> so irritating. As you guys probably know, because I've talked about it before, I'm a full-time mom. Yeah. I work Monday through Friday, every single week. I'm always working. So then... I also have week on, week off. Yeah. Here's where people come at me sideways all the freaking time. Well, how are you working all the time? And then when you have your kids, you're still working all the time. So it's like you don't even have them at all and you never see them in a month. Okay. Well, pay the bills. I have to pay the bills. They have a roof over their head. Yes, I don't really get that much time with them at the end of the night, but I do get that time and I cherish it and I use it. And on the weekends... I take them to do things. We do crafts. We do gingerbread houses or whatever in the time of season. Yeah. I make the time that I do have with them count. 
even if I'm fucking exhausted, yeah, I make that time count because I don't have anybody else to pay my bills. Right. It's just me. So realistically, who else is going to do it? Yeah. But then on the flip side, if you stay home, well, why aren't you working? Why aren't you helping your family? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Well, fuck lady. What I, do you want me to do? Here's the thing Sit that on I my actually thumb and get. Spin? I don't even, I don't get that though. I get the, well, you're a stay at home mom and you can go out and do all this stuff or you, you don't work. So you have all this time and it's like, people don't actually realize how much being a stay at home mom is and how yes. draining it is. And, yeah. it, and I, so I, I was not necessarily a working mom per se, but you know, I, I worked, um, in the schools and all that and went to school full time and it, it is draining on both sides of it. And, um, I think for you, it's hard because, you know, you get only get your boys every other week, but there's things that we just have to do. And I think on my side, I have a lot of people that, that say to me, well, it, it's nice. You have someone paying all the bills and then you just get to stay home and sit on the couch or, and but it's not stuff. even you have to sit on the couch. Like, and I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is the insights of it. I'm not a stay at home mom and I, I see it. I mean, you and I are very close. Yeah. So I've seen your day to day life. You, you know, you have to get up, get the kids dressed, brush the hair, change the diapers, make sure they're fed, yeah. you know, do activities, do this, do nap, nap time, make sure the house is clean. You have to do all these things and then feed them again. Make sure the house is clean again. Do whatever. Make sure they're entertained. I and actually then, feel like they're I feel like. Um, in my situation and in my home, having, um, you know, a husband and stuff here that, that pays the bills, I actually feel like there's more on my plate being a stay at home mom than it was when I was a working, right. When I was working and being in pregnant and stuff, I feel, and I shouldn't feel this because my husband does not make me feel this whatsoever, but I feel like I have to keep up my side of the duties because I don't bring in money. Right. I feel like I have to go over the top and that is, that like gets on you. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to be, here's the other thing that people don't realize is I am a stay at home mom 24 seven. Right. There's no clock out time. There's, There's no, like, like most people get to go to work and they get to clock out and, and put their work away and go hang out with their family, which, which yes. And I'm, absolutely thankful to be a stay-at-home mom and I would not change it for the world because it is absolutely what I'm supposed to do right now but I don't get to clock out well I feel that too I feel like as a working mom I feel like a lot of people don't realize I feel like I have two jobs which I mean essentially I do I have my job that makes me money to provide for myself and my children and then I'm a mom yeah that's I have to, you know, go home and do more quote unquote work. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously what I signed up for getting pregnant, but yeah, I have to go, you know, I have to do the dishes. I have to make dinner. Like I have to make sure they're fed. I have to make sure they take a bath. I have to make sure I'm having these connections with them, making sure they're, you know, getting all the things that they need and you, you don't get a clock out time until I'm at work the next day, but then it's a different, it's a different work that I have to clock in for. Yeah. I, I think I, it's just, um, it's really difficult cause people don't live inside of where you are. You know, you're the only person that truly knows how, how it is day in and day out. And every situation is different depending on the job that you have. And 
One of the biggest things for me being a stay-at-home mom is my mental health. Like, I will say to Zach, like, I need to get out. Like, when the girls go to bed at 8, I'm like, I'm going to run to Target for an hour and a half. Like, I just need some me time because um, one of the biggest things that I had from um, having the girls and having postpartum was I was, I'm touched out. Like, and I still get that once in a while. Like I'll get this like tingly feeling through my body and I'm like, I need to be done. Um, and it's really hard being a mom working through things mentally because the way that I grew up and the way that my parents may have handled certain emotional situations is very different than the way that I do it with the girls. The girls, in our family do a lot of like, you know, it's valid that you're feeling these emotions. It's really hard all day long being the sole person upstairs, having them crying or having them on you and wanting to hang out. And by the time Zach gets up at five, gets done with work at five 30, I'm like, I'm clocked out. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. <clears throat> you know, and that brings us to like a really another, another good point is Another thing that moms and parents get shamed for is taking breaks. It's so healthy for you to take a break from your kids and from your situation. I am so, so grateful for the situation that I have where I have my kids week on, week off. Um, Yes, I have a boyfriend, but he... It's not his responsibility to, you know, take partial care of my kids. It's it's me and they're not... But it's a nice little break for you. Right, um, for yourself, oh, just exactly. having your time. So when, when I don't have my kids, I stay by my boyfriend and you know, that time where it's just him and I, and you know, just no children pounding on my freaking legs or pulling on me or yelling. Yeah. It's so nice to take that break. And I've gotten so many people that give me negative feedback for that. Well, you know, moms are supposed to be all the time, not just every other week. So you only see your kids two two weeks out of the month. Yeah, I do. And that's I do. Just how it is, and I do see my kids two weeks out of the month, and that's you know what, fine. And their guardians get the other two weeks. Well, and I think in your situation, like you have really good people on the other side, on the off weeks, taking care of your kids and building those relationships. So I I'm not sitting here worrying about what my kid is going through or you know what's happening i mean i just feel like you have um like a good world on the other side with who is taking care of your kids and that's really helpful um it helps me ease like when people are giving me negative feedback and it, it just sucks because you know you try to do as much as you possibly can for your kids and yes i'm getting this break but then people backlash me for how long the break is. If you went to Target for an hour and a half, people are being like, okay, well, shouldn't you be home with your kids for that yeah. hour and a half spending mm-hmm. time with them? Breaks are so healthy for your mental health, for you to take that time to you know, become a better parent, become a better you, so you can really be better for your family, better for your kids, better for everyone in the world. You're just taking that time to clear your head and it's so healthy and it doesn't matter the time length. You could be gone for half the night, go out, have a girl's night or have a guy's night, go get some drinks, go do something that you like to do. Like you need that time away from your kids to be able to get recharged and be able to do it all again the next day. Well, I think your mental health is the most important, no matter if you're just in a relationship with one person or if you have a whole family at your house. I mean, we're seeing, um, you know, just recently we saw Twitch just p- commit suicide. And, yeah. Um, 
you just never know what someone's going through. And sometimes those breaks are what keeps you here. Yeah. Um, and especially like for me, um, you know, this like a couple weeks ago, you know, I had someone like come at me out on Zach's side of the family and uh, it goes right down into my depression mode again. And I'm like instant suicidal thoughts, instant, all this stuff. And it's like, because you've I had that previous too. Yeah. And so it's instant. It comes right back. You can be like here. And I don't, I don't know if you get this too. And I'm, I'm sure you do, but like, because I have had that in the past, one instant happens and it's it's there in my yeah. head again. No, I totally get that. Like, um, I have a really guilty conscience, um, and yeah. I feel bad about everything if I do something to upset someone. And I know my mm-hmm. boyfriend's seen this. Um, like, if I upset him, he, and you know, I could tell that it upset him, I immediately feel terrible, and I immediately like, damn, I'm a bad girlfriend. You know, this and that. Yeah. Um, but. It really, it really shouldn't be that way. And I know that you've had like previous um, shaming with Zach's family and they kind of came at you and we, we want to read this to you yeah. just, just as an example. So Haley posted um, these really cute pictures of the girls. Um, she has a group well not a group like a page um on facebook that's dedicated or it is a group whatever it is yeah it's a group that's dedicated dedicated. for the kids and you know when they're older then they'll be able to see all these pictures and memories and um like she has said that zach's one of the people from zach's family decided to comment um it's just so sad that the girls can't enjoy time with all all in capital (laughs) of their grandparents as there's a lot more of love to be received it can be taken multiple ways, but if you knew the si- well, you guys probably do know the situation from old, old episodes. But I mean, you really went through a lot of bullshit yeah. with Zach's family, and so for that message to be posted on what is supposed to be a positive group for the girls, it's very backlashy. It's very negative, and it shouldn't have been that way. And then. <clears throat> You got a lovely, lovely message after you reached out and said, hey, I understand what you're trying to say, but let's not post that in the girls group because it's supposed to be positive. And you were not rude. I read all the messages. You sent me the screenshots. What's so interesting about this is um, the person that she's talking to is her sister. So this is Zach's aunt. Um, And what's kind of crazy about the situation is a, this group is, like you said, for the girls when they're older and it's, it's all positive and, and fun for the girls to look at later. And I love looking at it. And we have people that follow us that want to just see the girls progress being a triplet family. It's right. just interesting. And, um, so she had posted that and we have set up boundaries with, um, Zach's mom and dad and also my biological mom, which and, is fine because there was a lot of negativity. Uh, lots so remember guys we're trying to keep it positive and and, <laughs> and we don't um uh, we don't talk about zach's uh side his mom and dad situation just because you know we hope at some point there's some kind of reunification with them right hopefully because that is what zach's wishes are at some point and um it's hard being a parent and putting up those boundaries so we have said you know reach out do what you want you can talk to us and like we like the bigger, Zach and yeah. I feel like Zach and I need that relationship first before we allow our kids 
to go through that and then potentially have grandparents walk out of their lives again. Well, right. And that's totally valid. But when you're having outsiders, so aka in this situation, Zach's aunt, come and put these things, it's making that ground that could be unified even more shaky because it's creating more negativity and more shame when there shouldn't be. And it's making that potential relationship even harder to you know, come back from because it's more negativity and it just shows the true immaturity of, well, more now his family and his mom and, you know, his dad, because it's Zach's aunt. Well, and here's the thing. We've never, Zach and I have never reached out to people and been like, this is the situation between his parents. Um, I've read my mom's, the mom's, my mom's story on here, um, because that's, that That's has you. to do with me right, fully. And um, <clears throat> that was between me and my mom. So yeah. I was able to share that. Um, but so anyway, I had taken this and I screenshotted it right away. And I had delete the, deleted the comment off of there. And um, I messaged. I put Zach's mom. I put Zach. And I put his aunt in the group. And the mom shaming just kept going, essentially. And um, she had commented... Um, I know enough that I think you're being cruel to not allow that relationship. Get a grip. It's your page to satisfy your ego, not their page. I will never understand that. My ego of what, first of all? You posting in a group for your family who actually cares and the people who want to see the progress of the girls. Here's the thing. Positivity and happiness. I I really don't understand that. My kids absolutely fucking love their grandparents that are in their lives. And they are here day in and day out. And they do fucking deserve a goddamn fucking post about how amazing they are to my kids. Because we all know that we've had family walk in and walk out of our lives like nothing. Yeah. Like paper flying down the freeway. So like, like why the fuck would I not post that? Right. Why would I not post that for my kids to see later on that they do have fucking amazing grandparents that made them something they didn't have to. Well, right. And it's not even just the grandparents. Like you post just them and, you know, their haircuts or, you know, when Hazley accidentally fell and busted her teeth. Like it's just like all those things. And it's not just like happy dory all the time. It's like real life what the girls are doing. Yeah. It's like, you know, their grandparents or her busting her teeth and that was so cute or their pictures and it's a safe place to keep all their pictures that you get done by your photographer and you know all these milestones and you know the people that are truly there to support the girls and be positive and you know make their lives better and it's just a big album like a storybook you know how when well back then I I don't know how many people do this now still like scrapbook I I don't do that but it's kind of like an online scrapbook. It's easy to keep all that information there. But in your scrapbook, you're not going to be like, oh, Hazley fell and broke her teeth. What a terrible day. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not going to be and like that because so that's this, negative. So this her page, posting that is absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> so like this page is something that you add into and I accept if you can be added exactly. in or not. Like I can block whoever I want. It's um, a lot of safety precautions go into it. So like, you don't need to be a part of the page if you don't want to. Right. And the attentions here were terrible. So I had blocked her off the page clearly. But this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. So this is like, I said ego of what, which is what I kind of just said. 
And she goes, that's good. Then they'll see that they have other grandparents who their mom has kept away from them. So this is what's crazy. And this is what we go back to like boundaries is first of all, like Zach and I are both the parents. Zach and I both made this decision. And I leaned on Zach for a lot of this because it is his family. And when we were discussing, is this good for our kids to be involved with right now? Um, his answer was no. And, and the thing that's crazy about it is Zach even feels like it's not good for him to be involved with. And that is why he hasn't really reached out. Well, and it, I'm supportive <clears throat> either way. I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> I'm not missing something. <laughs> See, and I think that this is my favorite part about this whole situation is Zach stood up for you and yeah. to her. And, you know, like you said, it is Zach's family and he put that boundary there. And so he's setting a healthy boundary of no, I'm not going to put myself in this negative, you know, relationship right now for not just the girls, but for his mental health. I mean, he made that very clear in those messages that I read that he was standing up for himself and standing up for you and standing up for the girls. And I think that's very good that he put himself, you know, out there and vulnerable in that situation to prove that it was not just you making bad decisions. And you know what? And if the girls, when they're older, if they decide that, you know, they want to try and figure out who their grandparents are. Realistically, you can't stop them. Um, but for now, you're going to keep their little, little minds out of the negativity because yeah. they don't need to feed into that, especially when they're so young. They're only one. I, I think like, for you and I, you know, we both have been through trauma where we've had people walk in our lives and pretend like we are the best thing that has came in, in their lives and they have completely walked out. And you and I both know how much that fucking hurts. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want I'm kind of doing the same thing with my kids. And I know that you're going to feel the same way. So I feel like us setting these boundaries with people we know are negative now or is really going to help our kids not deal with what we deal with with abandonment issues. And I know you and I both have abandonment issues like crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm really trying to work on, especially being in a relationship now. Um, I, I have really really bad abandonment issues i ask cole all the time i'm like are you gonna leave me yeah like i get so scared same thing to zach and we've been together for nine years it's just we've had so many people family people that we would never have guessed would have walked out of our lives walk out and it's hard it's hard because you don't want to make it seem like you don't trust the person that you're with or you know the people that you're close to but i don't want my kids to go through that so setting these healthy boundaries is something that both you and I are really big on because I don't want my kids to feel remotely any of the pain that I felt going through those things. Well, and, you and know, I, if people want to shame me for that, that's fine. You know yeah. what? And good for you if you don't have abandonment issues. Must be nice, but I can't relate. So I'm well, going to do what we, I can. I think we're the people, you know, we are the start of hopefully starting some healthy patterns generational wise. And I think, um, these things have been happening for years because quote unquote, and we've talked about this family is not family. Um, and healthy boundaries are good and you will know who's there for you and you'll know who isn't, you will know, who's going to pass your boundaries and not going to. And, um, you know, and you can, you can really tell too. I feel like I used to be really blindsided to people who were fake. Yeah. And now I can definitely tell who is fake and who is real. So, um, like my boyfriend's mom and grandparents, they're easily hands down some of the most amazing people I've ever met. Yeah. They're so, so nice. And, you know, and 
very willing to help. So this past week, Cole and I went to one of his Christmas parties and his mom was, you know, so eager to be able to help us watch the kids so I could go enjoy the Christmas party. And I was so very thankful and she is, she is amazing. And I'm, you know, I'm very grateful that I am welcomed into such an amazing family. And, you know, when I met her, you could tell that it's somebody that you can trust and somebody that's going to have a healthy, you know, mindset and a healthy boundary and respect your boundaries. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very, very thankful that I have her and have, you know, all the rest of his family because they're great. So on the flip side, our family yeah. is not so great. So it's it's Some really of, nice to be able to, yes. you know, trust and have my heart with somebody who's, you know, not my own family and somebody that I can trust because I get so much negative feedback from mine and your family and it, it's but sometimes the best hard. people are the people that aren't quote unquote family right but i mean um, they it's people you make family and obviously yes. they are my family now because i they're my boyfriend's family yeah. and you know that is my future family but <clears throat> i wouldn't want it any other way you just have to find the people that support you and love you for who you are and yeah and you know are fine like sticking with your boundaries that you've made for your kids and somebody who's not going to make you feel ashamed. And, and I think here, you know, if if you're a person that um, maybe doesn't understand why a boundary was put up with a family member or uh, maybe that you're in that situation where you don't understand why um, your son or daughter or anybody put up the boundary, you know, there is a nice and respectful way to ask and get clarification, you know. You could reach out and say, you know, I, I'm not sure why you put up this boundary, but I, you know, I want to support you and I want to know where you're coming from if you could share that with me. And I think that is a good way of putting it because truly I think um, there's a lot of miscommunication when boundaries are put up um, because many times people just don't understand. Right. Even though you've tried to communicate. And so I think it is okay to reach out and be like, you know, I'm not understanding. But... Um, I do want to say and go back to this is for our kids and the way that we put up boundaries, the biggest thing for me is, you know, when they get older and maybe they'll ask about my biological mom or stuff like that is I don't plan to lie to them. Right. No, you're going to be truthful. I, and that's it's just a healthy, a healthy way to explain it to them because you're not going to lie. You're going to tell them the truth. And if they decide that they're going to you know, try and figure out more, then that's fine. And that's and when they're old what enough, they, what they pick. And my, when they're old enough, you know, say the girls are older and they're like, you know what, mom, I, I want to meet your mom. You know, I, if they're at that place in their lives where I feel like they can handle making those decisions, I don't have a problem with that. Right. However, we're going to have a discussion about what it is to to have boundaries and what it is to right. have positive thoughts. And, um, if, if you're uncomfortable with someone saying something, how to handle it and handle answer that. and they're like going to, they're going to run into people that are negative. Right. They're going to run into people that it's life. You know what I mean? But we're here it's to support them your and help response them and how they take it too. Yes. Cause I feel like I still struggle with how people say things to me and how I take it. Um, I just had, something like that happened at work where there was a message that I took the complete wrong way and I was pretty, pretty upset about it. But then, you know, you take it and 
you reread it and you really try and think about the big picture and, you know, ask questions. You build off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you don't, you don't think about it right away, but I think that's something that, you know, you have to talk to them about when they decide or if they decide that they want to meet your mom or, you know, whoever. And that's, that's fine. And I just think that people don't realize how much like parent shaming there actually is out there it's so real and it's not just you know the small things it's big things too it's it's boundaries it's how we parent it's milestones it's you know body shaming body shaming and you know it's how we spend our free time what we eat when we're pregnant it's it's so many things and we just kind of talked about some of the bigger things that you know we have went through with boundaries and you know all those things, but it's just things that we wanted to, you know, share a little bit of our experiences with. And, you know, we definitely did not hit everything because we would be here forever, forever. (laughs) But, you know, you just take, take things that people say, if you think it is negative with a grain of salt and, you know, really try and think about the big picture and, you know, you don't have to respond. I just, I want to preface that. Like, I felt like I always had to respond to everything but, it's you know, okay if something silent. really, really bothered you, just throw it out the window because I will still always live by the five second rule. Take the five seconds to process, process, and then throw it out the window because in five years, it's not going to matter anymore. Yeah. I struggle with this. I struggle with that still. I mean, even with the message from like Zach's family, like instant instant it's it makes it, it hard to as help. moms we're already hard on ourselves and then when we hear those things we're, we second guess ourselves and yes then we get in our feels and and whatever it's, you know and it's a hard life to be in it's just, hard right just now. take things with a grain of salt you guys and you know if you're going through these things and you need somebody to talk to we're always here our our dms are open you know send us a email and we'll respond and you know, we just want to be there for everybody because we know how it is. And mom shaming is real and it sucks. And I don't like being in that situation, but everybody will be at some point. You know, every every person that has a kid will get put through parent shaming. And it sucks that the world is even so cruel to be able to do that. But it, it is what it is. And yeah. a lot of people don't realize that that's what comes with having a baby. And we're just trying to give you some you'll advice. Learn, you'll learn who you who your people are that are behind you. But well, we just want to say like, thank you so much for the thousand listens over a thousand. Now we are so, so, so grateful to be able to have this opportunity to, you know, talk and share our experiences and, you know, help, help people out there along the way. And we have reached 14 countries across the entire world. And, you know, I, I just am in utter shock every time I see that. And it's so surreal that we started in August and we're already in 14 countries and over a thousand total listens. It's You know what I love about the other countries is every country has different parenting philosophies and the way that they go through things. And um, I don't know. I think it's interesting probably for them to listen in and, you know, and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that there are other countries and people go through, you know, things that they need to heal from across the world so i'm just hoping that you know we're helping heal people across the country one by one and you know slowly but surely we love it we're we're so thankful you guys well guys thank you so much for listening bye